The following thoughts, opinions, stories, and expressions are meant for those who will appreciate them. If you don't, we hope you keep an open soul to encounter another here on 34 Questions. Peace. In three, two, one. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34. And tonight, we have a very special guest. Mr. Perry Yang is in the building. How you doing, man? <laughs> good, good. Good to be here. Um, you know, haven't seen you in a minute. And yeah, it's just, it's really surreal to, you know, be able to talk to you and, and do this as the first thing we do, you know, seeing each other for the first time in a while. So this is really exciting. Dude. I want to thank you again for making time for this. For the folks out there who don't know, Perry's probably one of my first best friends I've ever had in my life back in the day. Um, you know, did all the good fun stuff. Uh, dirt clogs. I know a lot of y'all know yeah. what it's like throwing dirt clogs around, but this was a dude. We'd have them battles in his backyard. So, yeah, man. Welcome to the show. And I think it's going to be fun. For the yeah, folks, I'm excited, man. For the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we do some intro questions, some warm-up questions just to set the tone. Um, and then afterwards, we'll jump into the main interview where we'll spin, we'll choose some numbers, we'll spin the wheel, and then after that, we will get into some closeout questions. Sound good to you, Perry? Sounds wonderful. All right, man. My very first question for you is, how have you been um, these past two years and years coming up are going to be a little crazy how you been navigating been doing great doing well how you been lately well i got an interesting one uh so i moved to new york maybe three years ago um i lived in santa barbara probably for the last 10 i went to school there and then it was a very comfortable like i found a job there startup and just stuck around there for a while because it was really nice and easy and then after a while i realized oof it's it's starting to get really stagnant like you're doing the same thing every day and it's such a small town so you you just want to go do something new and so i decided hey just pack your bags go to new york uh got a buddy of mine here who works with me so he said come on out so i i came here out for a year and uh right after a year lived that go to the bar every day and you know live in east village and do the debaucherous stuff uh, met a girl, uh, COVID hit. So I moved in with her six months in, mostly because I was living in a kind of just like a first story room, I would say, in East Village. So there was no place to work. So we just moved in together. And uh, shit, it's been two and a half years now, and I just acquired a ring. So we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Dude, are you saying this on the show before she, like, you even popped a question? <laughs> Oh, oh she yeah. Well, I mean, she went with me, so. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I thought you had copped it, and then she didn't know yet, and she's gonna listen no, to no, this. No, we went together, <laughs> but uh, I haven't. She just knows we bought it together, but she doesn't know when it's getting picked up or where it's gonna happen. Ooh, so, that's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting. Keep, for keeping you. that, keeping that, uh, you know, for the next time I do this or something. No doubt, no doubt. Um, yeah. I mean, you don't got to give me any details, but you thinking you're going to go simple or, you know, a little more shabby? Very simple. Yeah, very simple. Very simple. Yeah. yeah. Everybody likes different Honestly, things. okay, she's in the other room, but it's going to be Canada. We're going to do it in Canada. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. You want me to cut this out? Uh, uh, no, like, it's fine. All right. <laughs> all right. Yeah. For sure. I'll just show her like the last bits when she watches this. <laughs> I got you. Show the highlights, you know. 
yeah, highlight reel, exactly. That's sick, man. Well, congrats. Um, that sounds exciting. And yeah, man, that's that's crazy. Um, you know, I, I've been with my girl for like three, four years now. And yeah, it's like, I mean, I don't know how it is for everybody, but you know, you definitely got to like to take those next steps. You got to feel ready. So definitely happy that you, you you're, you're feeling ready man that's like we were talking about how this is like you know surreal and yeah we knew each other in our past lives you about to start a whole brand new life <laughs> so yeah yeah man did, did did the rona affect you guys in a i wouldn't say positive way but like did it bring you closer or did you have to push yourself a little harder to you know keep the relationship going obviously with quarantine happening you know so the interesting thing between me and her is that like it's it's not really long distance. I don't think you consider if it's from SF to San Jose, but yeah. Um, yeah. So like, we were we were still able to kind of like do our our thing as far as seeing each other on the weekends and like doing trips and going out like how we normally did. It did bring us closer in the sense of like how you know I felt like mentally, emotionally, for a lot of folks it was you know pretty draining. And we had to lean on each other a lot more. So I think in that way, it, it helped strengthen our, our relationship. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, damn, man, you just made me reflect on that shit. And when she, <laughs> when she hears this, she's going to have something to say. I know it. <laughs> but uh, let's move on to some, some warm-up yeah. questions. Uh, the first question for you is, what would you like the audience to know about you? I don't know. That's a very tough question because you think about all like your. Honestly, if I were to break it down, uh, just three minor facts. Uh, I am very heavy in my passion for, I guess, automation. I I work in uh, engineering, and I just I'm a huge fan of just making things more optimized. I am an avid Lakers fan, and. Uh, I do mixed martial arts. Probably the easiest three things I would just describe. For sure, for sure. Yeah. I know we got a we got a game going on in like an hour and a half, right? Or hour fifteen right now. I don't know if you're gonna be staying up for that. Uh, Lakers Warriors are are opening the season in, a, in an hour. Or so. I, I might. Yeah. I might. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but damn, man, for sure, automation. You 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 in the industry? You making it happen? Um, I just worked for what's it called a couple a few months ago or um what's transdev um they are contracted with uh waymo i don't know if uh, oh nice yeah yeah so i was behind I heard waymo <laughs> i was behind the wheel in, in in those vehicles man and i can't mention nothing because you know i signed those paper paperwork but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was but it was definitely uh it was an experience and i know it's right there around the corner and i mean for you someone in the industry like how far along do you think it is before you know we start it just becomes a part of our lives like all this automated stuff happening uh honestly pretty soon there's this book um it's called i think something uh the age of singularity where the uh how soon the computers will be smarter than humans and it's assuming in the next like 15 years you can create ai to a point where it will be it will think you know it'll be at the same level of human intelligence which is a little scary um but i was reading so i was thinking about this you were 
I was reading the uh, the blurb about this this uh, this podcast or this video, and it's about leaving a digital footprint for what our gen- the new the new generations are going to come. And I was thinking about this, and I heard this also from Joe Rogan. It's like, you know, the ancient Egyptians and the Romans—they had hieroglyphics. They they carved a lot of stuff in the stone, right? They and from now we can we know what people thousands and thousands of years did. You know, we know China or parts of Asia has over five thousand years of history, but because everything's digitized now, I wonder. If, for example, there was some global apocalypse, like what happened with the dinosaurs, the next people who would start, or the next, you know, humanoids that would would see the past, would probably go back. It would there would be like a few thousand years gap? Would you think? Yeah, I, I wonder. I, I mean, honestly, I wonder too. Um, and I don't know if you ever heard that like theory of like we're, we weren't the first uh, humans out here. Like even before the dinosaurs. There were still civilizations, and I think they're they're trying to dig up stuff, trying to con- make connect these dots that kind of prove that. Um, but yeah, I think like yeah, you could tell tell me about this theory. Um, so, ice age was was an ice age that was like for parts of the world, right? So we had these yeah. civilizations. Ice age came in, killed off a bunch of countries, and uh, but there were some countries that survived or like were in the the hotter part of the earth at the time. So their civilization, their teachings, all these things were able to to continue on. And so, like, like I don't know, man. Like, I think in in my mind, would you? I think China is one of those countries that their history, like, has gone back way back, and you know we still have those those uh like that proof that they were it feels like they were their history was around a lot longer than everybody else's that's what i'm thinking right so so yeah, yeah it's yeah. just it's just what we haven't found yet you know we're basing history on what we have found right so so it's, yeah uh yeah who knows and, and i mean this is yeah this podcast like when you mentioned that blurb that's what it really is man it's like i don't know if you ever read those books written by you know 400 300 years ago but like it's the same dude it's a dude complaining about how some guy is trying to holler at his wife you know like it's a very <laughs> you know relatable situation that happens to us all the time so having these conversations i would like the free you to know like i don't know what your problems are going to look like but i think there's some similarities through through generations just because we're, we're, we're human we're people uh so i hope it gets to that point who knows if, if you're watching this a thousand years from now yeah, you know we've we've discussed <laughs> our fears and hopes right here. Right here, right here. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And martial arts, which which one you get into? All of them. Um, <laughs> I did I did uh, Muay Thai first, and then uh, got really into boxing in the last five six years. And then I, when I started boxing, I also did jujitsu. So it's that's where it came together. And then I was preparing for my first like boxing match so i was like in the middle cutting weight i was on the elliptical and they they said uh uh or they they said everything's closing down on march 18th so that was yeah so so now i'm 31 you're 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 my age and i'm turning 32 next year in august uh so 
I feel like that part has passed me by. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Not even just one fight, man. Like you know, just. To... I might do an. I might do an amateurs, but it might be in Muay Thai. It might be in. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. No, no more rumbling on the ground with jujitsu. Yeah, no, it's too too much. I feel Ju- you. Jujitsu might be an old man's game for me. Like I'll I'll get older and then I'll need something to. I can't keep getting hit, like hit in the head or you know move around the same way I used to. So once you you feel it in your bones. Oh, dude! I took a jujitsu class because a homie at work was like, "Oh, just do it with me." I'm like, "All right." So I went <laughs> and uh, I tried it. <laughs> and yeah i was hurting dog i was hurting the next day i was like i don't know if this is for me like i get it it was my first time and maybe i need to practice and you know get some more reps in but yeah it was like i don't think jujitsu is for me but i've been thinking it, about it, it works arts. yeah it works different parts of your muscles that you didn't really realize needed stress like there would be <laughs> some you know i would we would go and you know we'd be rolling with some tiny girls and they are ridiculously strong. And it's just because they've been working those muscles for a long time. And for me, it's like I can use brute strength and move them around. But in terms of them like getting a hold and transitioning into, you know, different movements, it it's it's all practice and crazy like tensile strength, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I was a uh one hit wonder with jujitsu. <laughs> but uh Sorry, man. Gotta get you to the second question right now. Yeah, let's do it. And it is, if I were to do something in your honor, like a way to express your energy, what could I do? Uh, Give your parents a hug for me. Sure. Yeah. They, they, I I, honestly, if, you know, if we're expanding on the question a little bit, uh, for those who don't know out there, like Jen and I were very, very close friends back then. And, and I've spent a, so many hours at your house because your parents were like a second parent to me. You know, your dad, we, I remember sitting in the back of your, like you had the truck that turned, that had the bed, right? So we would sit in the back of that and your dad would drive us to all the basketball games. And your mom, I remember this, she came out one day and she gave um she gave both me and you like two packs of uh pokemon cards i remember this so and for me i know how much that shit costs and we both i i'm sure you know my parents too and i know your parents we both all grew up from very humble beginnings and that shit was not cheap and for her to treat me like a member of the family for your parents to treat me like a member of your family and we would just sit down and they, you know, they made me such amazing food. Like they played a huge role in my life growing up. And yeah, if, yeah, if you wanted to represent me or do something for me, go appreciate your parents on my behalf. Cause I would love that. Damn bro, man. Like you make, like, I, I can't wait for my parents to hear this shit because you Plus, already make I'm it. pretty sure. You remember when we were little, we somersaulted on that waterbed. So dude, <laughs> the waterbed. <laughs> I'm the, I was the only kid, the only kid with a waterbed. <laughs> but yeah, nah. <laughs> What's it called? What else did we do, man? You remember the Sonic the Hedgehog comics? We used to fucking. Oh yeah. Make... <laughs> we used to draw that for Miss Hoya, third grade. Yeah, we, man. We gave her all of those comics. I hope she's doing well. Oh. I, I wonder how Miss Hoya is doing, but I hope if she sees this, Miss Hoya, we miss you. We miss you, Miss Hoya. You should. Oh, I hope I get a chance to interview too at some someday. Uh, man, <laughs> memories, bro. Memories. Uh, 
I got you. I got you. And like, I th now now that I know, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna make sure to hug my parents. You know, to, to spread your energy, bro. So definitely appreciate the kind words. I know my folks will too. Uh, I, I, I honestly, I think they're gonna it's gonna be unexpected for them. I, I don't know if you ever got that like when you work with any kind of youth or maybe younger uh relatives mm -hmm. and like you just don't know what impact you're making on them until later on they'll be like oh what the fuck you, you were a huge part of my life like what <laughs> so. also i feel like your parents don't age because i think i saw a picture of you and your folks more recently and like your mom looks exactly the same it's like she didn't age oh man you go you just went in your point. dad just got skinnier your dad <laughs> got skinnier <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know <laughs> for sure man for sure i can't wait for them to hear that but uh last question for you in the warm-up yeah. is on a scale from one to ten how well do you know yourself i'd say now it'd be like a 8.59 it, it took a long time it probably 26 through 28 was like the big f up years um usually the catalyst being like a major breakup uh or you know you find a little bit of yourself every time i feel like in a lot of relationships whether it's as friends or with significant others and then uh i feel like now i still i know myself well enough to know that i'm still gonna always be immature and kind of like a freaking 10 year old and a 30 year old body but uh, i just know moments to be mature I don't think my thoughts have really matured as much. I just choose better moments to show ounces of, you know, clarity and and and, and maturity and decisiveness. I hear you, man. I hear you. You heard that thing about how Gen Z looks at millennials like they're redefining what 30s and 40s look like because a lot of us are just, you know, big kids that are that are older, uh, which is interesting. I, I work with the youth. And I'm sure the kids I work with see me as like just a big kid in the, in a lot of ways. Uh, I can't help myself. That's just who who I am. But I think I'm not alone in that sense. Like, I think we we definitely know when to turn it on as far as, you know, we got to like be, be adults. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> got to be adulting. Like we came up with the term adulting because we, we yeah. didn't feel like <laughs> we were adults enough. I'll uh, tell you this. This this one really made me feel it. Um, so... Let's see. Are you are you a beer drinker? Do you like beer? I more of a smoker than a drinker. But uh okay. yeah, I do I do drink and as I've gotten older, I've started to acquire the taste. So, I don't know, maybe it's changing. It, it definitely is an acquired taste, but yeah. um like I went to a park thing recently with uh my friend who's my age and his little brother who's like 22. And it was all of his friends. So we're by far the oldest by eight to 10 years. So we're sitting there and we decide, you know, you show up at a party, you bring a couple of really nice, you know, things. So we brought like a pack of IPAs, like good IPAs. And we're sitting there just, you know, hey guys, what's going on? And they came over and like, hey, do you wanna, do you wanna drink? And it's like, sure. And they pulled some, a truly out of their freaking cargo pants and handed it to me. I sitting there just flabbergasted <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> And then they're like, hey, what's that? Is that a beer? Like, can I try that? So they tried the uh, the IPAs. And then at later on, at, in the middle of the party, I was going around looking at these cans. And I was picking them up. And it was 85% 90 left over. So I was going through and drinking everybody else's beers. Because it was, 
good expensive beer. Beers, <laughs> we can't leave that stuff hanging around. Uh, can you name yeah. drop that that IPA? Is a... uh, I forgot. It's a local brand here. It's um, oh. it's it's yeah. It's uh, oh crap. Now that I'm on camera, my brain has. Don't worry has, about it. I, I was just trying. To, I was trying to try to. Yeah, slip it's a local brewery here. All right, for sure. I was gonna be like, after you said it, like sponsor us. You know, that's <laughs> that's a running gag. Anytime someone drops a name brand, uh, but I got gotcha. you. Well, you said eight point five. Heineken sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you said eight point five nine. Um, yeah. What would you say is your favorite thing about your personality? Um. I think it took me a long time to do this, but I am both. I think the two things I've really learned is, uh, are you familiar with Jordan Peterson, by the way? I am. I am familiar with Jordan Peterson. <laughs> how do you feel? How do you feel about that guy? I'm cool with him, man. I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I know a lot of people got got their, you know, arguments against him. But hey, I just hear a guy who, as much as I've heard, sort of spitting facts. So, like, go ahead. How how you feel about him? So, I, I mean, I try to glean what I think are the important things to do. And I think the things that I've learned, especially now that I'm older, is like, be, be very decisive with your speech. I used to say a lot of things where I would say it and maybe not mean it as much, or I would say it for the sake of saying it without really thinking about the repercussions of the impact of the words, I would say. So that's one thing I feel like knowing myself now, I know to be way more decisive in my words. And I know to, um, I guess, and I, I heard this at a talk, it's like, be be normal in the sense of live in the realm of normalcy while keeping in the foot in the realm of chaos. And I feel like I need to live that way because, you know, just keep a little bit, keep a little spice in your life, basically, is what I try to, you know, know myself as, or try to bring onto my, my life. So when you say spice, is it like percentage-wise between chaos and normalcy, like how much leeway are you giving yourself? Like is it 10% chaos or 15? <laughs> like 80-20. 80-20. 80-20? All right. For sure. For sure. Yeah. No, I hear you, man. Um, the what, what you're mentioning reminds me of what like, I guess my personal uh, thing is, is like I'm all about balance, you know, whatever that balance looks like. If it's 80-20 for you. I don't know if it's I don't I don't know what my percentages are. You just made me kind of think about like how much do I like that chaos versus normalcy. Um, but yeah, like whatever that balance is, I think that's what people need to find to, to really like for them feel a fulfilled life. And I'm glad you're aware of that for yourself. And yeah, it's a peaceful, yeah. peaceful moment. A little bit. Yeah, it's the same thing as spending money. Now I realize if. If it's like a radio knob, right, or a volume knob, if I really like something, I'm gonna turn the knob on high. Versus if I'm like meh on it or I'm not really feeling on it, I'm just gonna turn the knob on low. Mm -hmm. There's no point in wasting your time and energy on something that you're very mediocre on or how you feel not so strongly about, but you just keep it around. And I feel like that's how I treat my how I approach meeting friends or meeting people I want to associate with or attacking a new task. It's, is this thing worth my time? And I've started to realize as I get older that time is the most important currency that we have. And, you know, as it runs out. So. Yeah, yeah. no, I got you. Um, well, 
All right, man, we made it to the the main interview portion where you either choose your numbers or we turn to the wheel. Before we get there, though, I'm very, very curious about um, how you would answer this next question, which is, do you think it's been easier to make friends as a kid versus an adult? Mm, yeah, totally. Oh, because as a, as a kid, you make friends purely because of one of the, so if i were to break it down now i think we make friends for a variety of reasons right and i think i could break it down into how i would look at making friends right you make friends because a you just purely enjoy being with somebody they make you happy b they make a good business partner or c you can learn something from them it's one of the three reasons or all three it could be all three but when you're a kid, you just want to be friends because you like this person. It doesn't matter if this person has any, like, poor, rich, uh, come, like, we didn't understand any of that, right? Like, my like my folks were janitors, you know, they, they had three jobs and all that stuff. And we were friends, like, you didn't consider what my parents did. You didn't consider how big our house was. or Those are not things that went into consideration. We just liked throwing dirt at each other and watching Power Rangers and eating, you know. Seriously. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh. And like, I remember my mom was like, oh, you had really good penmanship. I remember this when you're, uh, when we were young, you wrote really, you had excellent penmanship. <laughs> and, and my mom was like, look at Jan's penmanship. Look at his. Why is his so good? Why do you, why do you, why is yours so tiny chicken scratch and like in the writing up and to the right? Why don't you follow the lines? And ever since then, I wrote bigger letters because of you, actually, because because I really like the way you wrote um, Damn, man, your, your letters. And so I actually wrote larger in size because I really like the way you wrote. That's, that's to crazy. this day. I still write like that because of your impact. Just a little tidbit for you. Dude, that's I mean, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I'm sorry that like you you had to feel that comparison right like i think at least i don't i don't know for you but i always feel like that's that's the tough thing about being a parent that there's always seems to be comparisons with friends or whoever's around um not saying it affected you in a in a negative way but if it ever made you feel like in a bad way my bad like I, no, you know, not know. at all no, not at not at all it's it's good to recognize that you know, like what's good and what you know what's really cool i really liked it not because my mom said it because i thought i thought it looked good too <laughs> <laughs> yeah man i mean I, like, I, 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 this looks excellent i need to copy this i do get complimented on the handwriting and i'll tell you why it, i think it became so good because my mom like at a certain point when i got old enough i would say seven ish like my parents stopped you know using the belt or something on me but they eventually told me to write lines so every time i did something wrong it'd be like write 200 write this phrase 200 times and like you know so my penmanship <laughs> got hella good because i was just doing that like as a punishment um so yeah, we were yeah. troublemakers in school so i can tell you probably wrote a lot <laughs> at, at home at home for sure i was uh it was more so at home um but yeah that's that's funny man um, and thank you for for your breakdown. I think that's totally relatable for a lot of folks. Uh, you know, for me, I try I try to still exude that energy of not caring, you know, and trying to meet people at where they are, which 
I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I feel you in the sense that there's some people who don't like that. Or, you know, because I'm not, honestly, you know, like, I'm not a successful person that most people would deem. I feel like I'm successful. But, you know, if I was going to put myself in the race and try to compare myself with others, I'm, I'm pretty, like, far behind people. Uh, so it's funny to me when I, I feel like there's people who are ahead of me in that race kind of like try to figure out who i am in the in the beginning and then it's like okay like this guy's not a threat or there's not something i could get from him um and see how those conversations like kind of disappear versus meeting people who i think are on the same page as me maybe in the same place in in the race and you know we vibe more or like there's more we're talking about so yeah, yeah. I, I can definitely recognize when it happens but um for sure. I mean, sometimes you, you, it just feels good being around someone. Like I, I mean, I was honestly very nervous. If we're being honest, like seeing an old friend that I haven't seen in maybe twenty plus years uh, on Zoom, no less, you know. <laughs> and I had some, I had some trepidation because I didn't know how it's going to turn out. Was it going to be awkward? Was it going to be, you know? But honestly, so far we're well, like forty minutes in. It's felt like I saw you yesterday. It really has. And I'm not just saying this for the camera. It really feels like we didn't skip a beat and just because we had that foundation of just we enjoyed each other's company truly and unadulterated right it was just i liked you as a person and plus we showered together as kids <laughs> <laughs> that happened too we were trying to save money bro. Really. <laughs> yeah i know yeah. We, i know we had two cups just covering our privates and just like lathering us up <laughs> yeah but, i don't know man if that's not family i don't know what is you feel me but uh <laughs> it's the deepest form of family really for sure for sure <laughs> but nah man i think i i feel the same way you know we just picking up where we left off and i don't know like um i'm, I'm glad i mean i'm glad you're not feeling nervous no more but uh how did you think this might have like went you know <laughs> uh yeah well it's it's kind of like i that's why i I said yes to this, you know, it, it would have been really easy to just put it off and, you know, especially the first thing being, hey, let's do a let's do a video or let's do a podcast or a talk, right? Versus, hey, let's catch up first, let's do, you know, and hey, look, toe in the realm of chaos, right? Keep a foot in the realm of chaos. So it's, yeah. you know, keep yeah. it exciting. And I and honestly, it's it's only ended well. It's only, I mean, it feels great right now. And I would assume this is going to be the catalyst for when I go back to San Francisco and I'm going to go drive down and see your folks, you know, see you and your folks. For sure, man. For sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, would you like to choose your your uh, your number first before we, we head to the wheel? Yes. Uh, I mean, I, I you know, RIP Kobe, 24. 24. So a couple of reminders, there's an easy, medium, hard to every number. And if there's a question that you don't want to answer, feel free to pass. But yeah, easy, medium or hard? Uh, hard. Oh, 24 hard. All right, let's do this. Okay, uh, if it's like a math question or something, or if it's, it's like a deep personal question, what, what's the rating of hard? What is the subjective rating for hard here? So hard is, is very introspective. Um, and I always think... Like I always try to brace my my guests um, for hard questions and let them know like all right this one's gonna be extremely hard, but 
uh, some people, I remember I was on someone else's podcast and they were like, what's the most invasive question that you ask on your podcast? And I'm like, damn, invasive? I didn't, I don't want to kill him off that way, but it was uh, well, like... Shoot it to me. Give me the most invasive question. Uh, well, the, the question I had for, for, that I brought up was, what would you self-diagnose yourself with? You know, like how everyone's always like, oh, this... I either am suffering from this or I'm OCD or, you know, any of those things. Is there anything that you self-diagnose yourself or you would? I think, uh, I think I personally, if we, honestly, I want to get to the other question too, you know, the, the actual question that yeah, we're yeah. supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. If I were to self-diagnose myself, I would say two things. Uh, one, I probably have a bunch of ADD and maybe people see this and I haven't, been diagnosed for it by a doctor but i i think i'm very good at hyper focusing on one thing but then i also in the middle of hyper focusing will jump to a bunch of different random topics uh if bothered so if someone comes up to me and says something i would immediately hyper focus on that topic and away from what i have in mind versus some people are very good at shifting back to the thing at hand um, the other thing is, I honestly think for many years, I was very not confident in my skills, which is maybe why I stuck at a company for seven, eight years. Was it a good idea? Yes, it is, because the company turned out well. But at the same time, it a reason why I didn't look to interview elsewhere is because I was very not confident in my skills as an as a engineer. And so I didn't want to go take tests at other places because I didn't want people to see my inadequacy or in case there was inadequacy shown, I didn't want people to see it. And it, it it really did take having to go on multiple interviews for me to finally gain that confidence. But I had that for like eight, eight nine years. So, but I, I think personally, I'm pretty shy and all of those things that like, maybe self-confidence is still something I'd work towards to, you know, better myself at. I feel you, man. I think, uh, I, I feel like I struggle with self-confidence all the time. Like, I remember when I was trying to be a photographer for a little while or when I tried to do a clothing brand for a little bit. And I don't know if you remember, maybe it was after you had moved schools, but I was going to be a rapper for the longest part of my life. Hey, I followed your music. I, I mean, that was uh, you put yourself out there, especially with because you're putting art out there. It's very subjective. People love it or hate it. Right. So, you know, when you put out a piece of your soul out there and given the opportunity for audiences to weigh in on you have to really you know be ready for it yeah yeah and um i mean it's one of those things where like i never promoted myself because i never thought i was like i feel like a big part of rap too is you know having to say you're the best and why people should listen to you and i wasn't <laughs> that guy i was not that dude so you know i had to switch lanes and then becoming or trying to do the clothing brand um, and photography stuff it's also about selling myself or selling like this idea which I didn't like either um, and then coming to this though like the podcast I feel like this has given me the most solid like confidence in myself because I can I can feel really comfortable saying it's not about me and all those other things felt like it was about me uh, and that's what made me kind of like second guess it not feel comfortable with my abilities but here it's like i'm i'm doing it for everybody else and that kind of helps too uh as far as add or adhd um like how do i bring that up to my doctor like hey 
Doc, I, I feel like <laughs> I, I can't focus on things. <laughs> um, is there a test I can do to, to figure this out? But then, you know, after that, does that mean I have to take meds for this? What is like, what is life going to kind of look like, you know, <laughs> if, if I am medicated and it actually is, is something I'm, I'm dealing with and I, I don't want to recognize it or don't want to like ask my doctor about it. Very interesting stuff, man. I think we're, we're all kind of going through it. Um, it's like this shared experience for for millennials right now. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> any millennials really out is. there? <laughs> Very interesting. We should talk about this more. Um, yeah. Thank you for opening up, man. And God, and, if we had like three hours, we can keep this going. But I know, you know, we're trying to keep it keep it down. So, but anytime uh, we want to do this again, we'll have a yeah. lot to talk about. I'm not Rogan yet, but when I am and have a studio, mm. then definitely we'll do some <laughs> three hour long conversations. Yeah, we'll do some- yeah we'll have some fun uh well number 24 hard was yeah let's go where do you belong Hmm. give me a sec let me think about this where do i belong yeah take a second uh now it's it's interesting because i think there is um there's a goal of I think when you hear a question like this, there's a pressure to feel introspective in terms of, I need to say something very profound. But honestly, if <laughs> just thinking on a very simplistic point of view, I personally just really like small spaces. Uh, and, and, and by that, I mean um, very like I'm a I'm a small town guy for some reason like I I that's why I stayed in Santa Barbara for so long I like the notion of going to my diner I find something eerily romantic about it just going to my local diner and you know knowing the waiters names and they and 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 they uh you know they know I can say the usual I've always wanted a usual that's that's just been my thing um and that's funny enough new york city like you would think it's so big but the boroughs that you live in um you know i know all my local butchers i know the the um the deli guy because that's you know you need a deli guy for all those people who go to new york city you need a deli guy because uh when you get out here and you're drunk at three in the morning you need someone to make you a bacon egg and cheese at three in the morning so know your deli guy and Uh, I think it's just I like these smaller communities because it makes me feel uh, I I don't know involved uh, yeah warm it makes you feel you know when people use the word neighborly you actually feel in these small places right and uh, I feel very I would say alone Um, San Francisco is where I grew up you know, this San Francisco is where I grew up, but it's probably the place I know the least um, because I didn't, I don't think I really found myself there. It's so big. It's too vast for me to really think about. Um, and I think it's things where I have to drive to people. I, I like places where I can walk, um, which is probably why Rome is like my favorite place in the world. If I could live anywhere, I'd live in Rome because I, I find there's something very, uh, once again using the word romantic about the cobblestone floors and you you know these small little like 
diners or these little shops and and you get to know the people and it's it's uh i think that's where i belong anywhere that i feel is where i can know i can be a part of the community i think that's a big big word community you know yeah man a hundred well, i didn't really think i'd dive into that as much wow i really had to think about that one that's great man thank you for for sharing that perspective i think um well i'll tell you man I think that's why we vibe even since kids because even like to this day that's how i kind of feel about it um i always imagine what it would have been like to be from a small town where i had a usual or you know i mean we went to a small school st finbar was super small already so that community was kind of there and like even my high school uh, i don't know if you know isa international studies hey, academy yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I went there, uh, which only had 400 kids in the whole building, so that was super small. And then I went to CSULB down in Long Beach, and uh, and my whole world was kind of like expanded, like even crazy. And right. I did yeah. feel, I did feel that like, damn, like where where's that feeling of I, I know everybody, or you know, I say what's up to everybody, and here it was just like, nah, you're just another face in the crowd kind of thing, um, which, which honestly made me grow closer and bond stronger with the people that i did know like the the college roommates i met we ended up living together all five years of college you know it wasn't like we had to switch switch it up or anything so and that happened i think there's good positives and bad but uh yeah so even now when i think about where i want to go where do i want to like settle my roots it is a small town um and like i want to be able to I don't know man like run for local government and try to make a change locally instead of like something big you know just uh, my uh, vote man what's up <laughs> you what? got my vote <laughs> right on man right on i'll uh i'll have you do a testimonial when when i'm running <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah i mean it's it's interesting to feel that way and i wonder how many folks feel that way like coming i feel like people who are from small towns end up feeling like oh i want to come in into a bigger city and like it's a it's a switch almost um did you have a usual in santa barbara like where 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 would you go i did i uh i went always with my buddy to this uh local diner uh and uh with my roommate uh sam dak and i shouting out if you watch this um we he lived with me he's a good co-worker he's a good friend one of my best friends and a co-worker and we we lived together too so we went to this local diner um and there's this guy named Alberto. he would always he would always know what i wanted he'd always know it's like number 12 and he would always know it's with, with home fries and not toast no toast <laughs> and it's home fries not hash browns you know it's like stuff like that that just you know really feels like you're a part of that community yeah, you really man. feel you know and uh i you know you know the chefs from smaller uh, uh, restaurants because they come out to greet you because they appreciate the patrons that's the part that i really really like too because it feels good to be appreciated and it's good to appreciate others and when you're in these situations where you're helping a mom and pop shop out or something like that and they appreciate you helping them out as you appreciate their attention and their love towards the product that you're you're getting it's it, it just feels um a, you know a little more special no doubt no doubt i think uh you know we all we all want to be a part of something bigger right um so I, I hear you on that now 
this is uh like an extension of the question but so yeah would you feel like are we more individuals or are we one as a like as a whole as people it depends it really depends on the culture i think uh in asian culture uh i think this uh is primarily for asian culture i think we it's much more family oriented right and you should know, uh, you, you know this you, you, you your family's very family oriented um and we we share things in terms of not just like food and share things. we share grief we share like if we if one of us won the lottery everybody would get money and if one of us was sharing grief everybody would pitch in to relieve you not just of just it, it, everyone would pitch in to to take on the emotional stress and the emotional burden as well not just the physical burden i feel like that just shows for a lot more i guess eastern cultures now western cultures it's very good in terms of individualistic i think in this case like i'll give you an example uh at least in new york we're, we're very good at minding our own business you know <laughs> and my mom she was at her workplace and she was watering her flowers and she noticed that her um her uh i guess office mates flowers were were dying and she went out of her way to go water her flowers right and uh the, the the office coworker was very pissed off because it's like why do you think you need to take care of my stuff right this Whoa. is this is my stuff like you have no business coming over and taking care of my shit and i understand both sides which is kind of the interesting thing us being you know first generation so i understand the what the the side of hey look this isn't your stuff why are you why are you intruding in other people's business but i also understand her perspective of like hey look i saw some something in me and i wanted to help out that's all i wanted to do there was no ill intention there right so if i think for that question it really depends on your personal philosophy and it really depends on the culture that you grew up in because there, i don't think there's really a right or wrong answer in like should it be more individualistic or should it be more community because there's pros and cons for both yeah yeah i got you that that's interesting man like i know it's happened to me before where i felt like i was trying to help but then people were like why don't you just stay out of what we're doing or my mind your own business and yeah. so i can't recall a specific example but i guess i guess i mean for me i, I would make me think about like what the situation was and you know what am i trying to do because like i don't know i mean yeah like I, I i can't think of a situation on the spot do you have a situation and to, to test me if i would jump in or mind my own business let, let me think um i don't i don't think so but i i can give you like a generalized one in terms of if a very close friend of mine were to have a personal issue like they were having an issue with another friend or they're having an issue with their family or it was a very personalized thing that didn't involve me but because i'm a friend and they're i treat them like a close friend to me it's almost like it's my fault or it's, sorry it's almost like it's my problem you know like i want to jump in on their behalf so that their life is easier and i can just take the burden away from them by by me handling 
right and maybe it's an older sibling thing or maybe it's a it's it's a community-based thought based on you know my asian background but who knows but that's usually how i feel and i've definitely been told like hey look you're not my brother <laughs> you know Ooh, you don't need to, yeah. you don't need to you don't need to or you're not my boyfriend you're not my you're not my brother you're not my boyfriend or whoever like you don't need to insert yourself to that level but um a part of it i understand and a part of it's like i get it i i i understand where we we don't have that same understanding of what uh you know our relationship is in terms of or at least my background and my thought process was not aligned with how they felt uh, a friendship or a relationship needed to be yeah no i've gotten that too man and it's weird like now it's just like well i almost have to wait to be like asked to get involved or asked to or for me to try to insert myself anymore like i'm very more so let me mind my own business and it's funny uh <laughs> one of the kids that i had worked with um there was a note like we asked what strengths are like what are your strengths and she kind of said, I don't know what the word is, but I can mind my own business. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what word you use for, for that. But yeah, it, it just made me laugh. I was like, <laughs> she would work out great in New York. Everybody minds their own business in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should tell like, her. I've seen so many homeless people just taking a shit in the back of a subway car. People just look at it. It's like, oh, damn, look at that. Would you look at that? And nobody <laughs> goes like, nobody goes like, excuse me, sir. That's disgusting. Nobody says any of that. Nobody goes, yeah. all right, calm down. Everybody just goes, oh, all right, we're going to move to the other car now. <laughs> like, everybody's very mind their own business here in New York. Very interesting, man. I've never been to New York, even though I feel like I've been influenced heavy by a lot of New York things. Uh, definitely hip-hop music from New York. Um, more so than Bay Area hip-hop, man, to be honest. And I always feel bad. I feel guilty. And like I feel like when people hear this, they're gonna be like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Um, but it's the truth. It's the truth. Uh, and like I don't know. I don't know. You remember Hey Arnold? That's how I imagine yeah, New York. Yeah, yeah. I imagine New York to be like that. Which borough is closest to like that Hey Arnold kind of feel of like, you know, they had a, a boarding house with apartments, and I don't know. They had the 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 ice cream dude, the meat meat character, like public school Shit. around. Easiest one is probably Queens, because Queens is or or Brooklyn. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, for sure. Now, now I live nowhere. in Queens right now. Yeah, if you live in Manhattan, it's it's like everybody. It's where the influencers live, and you know all the famous people. But if you live in Queens, it, it's pretty great. It's it's you really get the feel, but you also you also get your your fun, but you also get your privacy, which I which is why I like parts of Queens. Queens get the money, man. So, yeah. <laughs> All about it. Hey, if you, if you want to come out, I'd be happy to host. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I've never been to New come York, out, so. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Be prepared for debauchery. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I got you. I'll, I'll be prepared, man. I'll, I'll hold you yeah. to that. I'll hold you to that. Yeah. Uh, well, bro, I got to let you know. We got about 10 minutes left in the podcast. Uh, we didn't even have to take the wheel this conversation has just been rolling because i think you know we, we need a lot of time to catch up but i wanted to thank you again for for opening up sharing your story and uh i hope you've been having fun it's been great on my end it's it's felt so natural i ha i have to say i'm very very happy about this 
for sure man same here likewise yeah. uh but before we get out to the closeout questions um i want to do this exercise for you with you called the 34th mantra uh you familiar uh-huh. with mantras i feel like you know as an athlete you might mantras be. yes but what's the 34th one so there's it's a three phrases that i'd like you to fill in for yourself it is i am i can i will i am blank i can blank i will blank how would you fill that in for yourself uh oh wow okay do many other people start feeling feeling cold sweats coming on i think no nah, man i mean honestly i think you're the first one to actually like really feel this way about it um so i'm very curious what what you want like to All share right, so i am i am uh I am decisive. I am decisive. Next one is I can. I I can work hard. I can work hard. And then the last one is I will blank. I will be spontaneous. (laughs) That chaos, that chaos, I like it. All right, man. Well, if you ever need a reminder, now you got the sound bite of yourself, you know, to play back in, in your ear. That is your words and who yeah. you are, what you can do and what you will do. Uh, thank you for participating. And, of course. Uh, you made it to the final stretch. My next question for you is going to be uh, from my previous guest. So shout out to Miss Eyes. Miss Eyes' question for you is, are you ready to go deep? Like, you know, a lot of people yes. like to stay shallow. But right. so from your experience, how many how, like percentage wise, how many more people are staying shallow versus going deep with like in your life experience? Mm, I think way more people prefer to stay shallow because, you know, it's very easy to live on the surface. Right. You don't have to dig. It takes work to dig, you know? It takes work to think think about yourself. And people don't like to do work. It's very easy to, like, you know, it's kind of like working out is, is hard, right? Look at all those people with six packs and all those things. That's difficult. You got to eat healthy. You got to... It's, 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 it's easy to eat cakes all day, man. <laughs> so, like, no one's ever... Yeah, like, it's... it's so, I think... You know, I would like to believe there's more people who try to work hard, but that's really not the case. I think I would, that's why you find smart, powerful, great individuals. And that's the difference between them and the others. And, and, and if everybody was that, you wouldn't call them individuals anymore. You would, you would, you know, it'd just be the norm. But I think, you know, when you find someone refreshing and who's willing to be introspective and is willing to give very, um, I guess reflective answers on how they feel about themselves in the world. It's really refreshing to see, and I wish more people had that. I think I think a decent amount, but I wouldn't say everybody, at least not yet. I feel you, man. I feel you. I mean, I think this is why, like, I try to invite people onto here and kind of show that, give that space, so, like, try to make people comfortable to just, you know, let their mind, you know, wander. Um, you know, I'll. 
the reason why this this podcast came up for me man because uh i know you don't know but i've had like 15 jobs at 15 different companies industries doing all sorts of things but i'm that guy at work asking people like what would you rather be doing if you weren't here you know like, or uh you know um what's your dream what's like what's your ambition and stuff so uh yeah as far as like having that conversation with folks it's been easier for me because I've, I've done it at the workplace where i think i could build those relationships and have these conversations but i've tried to have these conversations at parties and clubs nobody wants to talk about this shit that i that i found and um for me that's what closed me off for so long was like nobody wants to talk about what i want to talk about so maybe i should never really bring it up um so yeah that's another reason like i guess for me too you need people you need people to think like that though you need people to think because there's all these people that can just do like oh i can do my nine to five job go home and just rinse and repeat right but these are the people who make a good paycheck and just live a mundane life freely because they don't need to think innovatively they don't need to think differently and not everybody thinks this way right but then that's why but not everyone's equally not as successful so but it takes those people to think differently in order to be great right you only the people who think like that can do great things mm. and that's why i appreciate this podcast because you you allow yourself the opportunity to do great things by thinking this way because if you don't do it and you don't think that way you can always do okay but you'll never be great but by thinking this way you give yourself the opportunity to to reach the levels of greatness or to to do something different and to think differently is always the way to go really is yeah man i never really thought about that but uh i, I appreciate that perspective because it does make makes me feel better about it for sure um and maybe that's you know part of my story part of my life story is to have all these experiences different jobs and you know for for me to come to this point of like well that stuff isn't for me you know and i have to create something create a lane for myself uh but yeah I'll, when i re-listen to this i'm sure it's going to hit even harder but thank you oh thank yeah you for those kind of words, ex- man. yeah yeah uh and then my next question for you second to last question is yeah what, let's do it what would you like to ask the next guest that comes on to 34 questions you could keep it light or you could go heavy man it's all up to you oh yeah i already thought about this one. Oh, nice What's, okay next for the next guest it's like think about one thing you've always wanted to do why haven't you done it yet mm, okay because i ask myself that all the time right it's like what have you wanted to do like uh, you know some people are like oh i want to go skydiving or i want to go something simple right and sometimes it could be money sometimes it could be a lot of things right but yeah, yeah. uh at the end of the day it's almost always due to laziness my my greatest nemesis bruh is is my laziness <laughs> but yeah, yeah. yeah and complacency you. really complacency and laziness oh yeah yeah that those those uh words run deep for me man um but i'm hoping to to get you know to grow and overcome those things but you know I guess I'm justifying myself by saying, oh, it's balance. It's a balance. Like, <laughs> there's going to be days when I work really hard. Oh, no, hard I'm guilty <laughs> about it myself. I'm like, shit, sometimes I just want to just go drink or go smoke or go walk around and just not do anything that I should be doing. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I'm trying to turn that battle for me, turn that tide in that battle for myself. Uh, yeah. But for sure, for sure, I got you. That's a good question. 
And my last question for you, the question that ties everything together is 100 years from now, maybe your great, great grandchildren are watching this video. What would you like to tell them? Don't forget where you came from. Yeah, always remember your roots. I think that's one thing. It, and, and the premise is my mother has always taught, told me that. And I like to believe that in the future, I'd, you know, um, I think it's very easy because that, that'd be what I tell my kids too. Um, and it's, and sorry, I'll keep this very brief, but You're fine. You're fine. you know this, we, we, we both come from pretty, pretty humble beginnings. And one day, you know, if we were to have children and we're doing all right and they get to grow up with things that we never have to think about or that we, that we did without, right. We thought we had to fight through a lot of adversity really uh, in terms of just monetary things or just physical things that we never got to have or experiences we never got to have that they may have to, but no matter how much money you make or, or how, how many experience you get to experience it's don't forget where you came from. You know, don't forget your roots that your parents, you know, you, you, you had to walk on the backbone of your parents to get to nicer things. And, and, and they, they have to have to do the same. So, uh, keep, keep yourself grounded. Uh, I would tell the future generation to do the same and every generation after that. So. Yeah, man. I mean, we didn't even get a chance to talk about your experience moving back to China for three years. Um, and that's that's something for me it's like holy crap you did that and that's great i mean i think it really keeps you you know i don't know do you feel like those roots are still there for you because i struggle with that all the time man like thinking you know am i more filipino than american or more american than filipino because yeah as far as roots go kind of all over the place like do you feel your, your roots are still strong i think so i or at least i try to keep it that way and um, I think the big thing is just like uh, uh, make sure make sure that in the future when when things are going really well you don't forget about the times that things were not going as well and you just you know just for example if I came into money I would not spend lavishly to a point where it's just ridiculous right but also remember that you know we, we struggled at one point so don't go overboard and I feel like a lot of people don't have that grasp because the, 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 the Delta is too great, right? Like if you came from nothing and you like, why do you think all those NBA players lost all that money? Like Allen Iverson's broke as hell. Right. And it's, it's because he came from nothing. And when he got all that money, he didn't realize how to manage it because the Delta was too great. And then he just splurged. And so part of me is just like, just like keep yourself grounded, man. And so that I, I hope the next generation would learn that too. Just like know where your roots came from, know your parents, know your culture. Boom, boom, boom. Nice. Uh, that was a great way to end that phrase. Uh, any last things you'd like to add before we head out of here? No, man. Just uh, thank you for doing this. This has really been a lot of fun. Like it's it's fun to look at yourself. It's fun to hear from you, and it's I'm excited to hear what the uh, the next person after me is going to say and how they're going to answer my question or how they're going to answer your questions so it'll be really cool for sure man uh, i want to thank you again for stopping by uh you know we'll definitely talk off camera 
be connecting once again i uh, want to thank all the folks out there if you're listening on spotify apple Podcasts, or on youtube appreciate y'all as well remember got one thing to say oh go for it zito baka benny uh let's see jasmine nicole uh what shannon and are you name dropping everybody <laughs> go ahead go 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 hey i'm calling you guys out joint do this dude i want to see you guys do this uh who else do we got kim kimberly yeah yeah uh, I, I i remember all of y'all oh uh, charles get on this all right <laughs> like, i'm calling y'all i want to see this i want to see this from all all the sfb folks i know man i think they're gonna be juiced to see you uh check out check out uh sean if you guys haven't you know um mr mangles uh check him out um but yeah now you you heard it from perry himself want y'all to get on here it's good to reconnect and uh yeah remember to reach out reach forward as always much love and we'll catch you guys next time with 34 questions peace all right man it kind of fades out from there